Hello and welcome to Yeah, that can't be good A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka The longest running original series on the sci-fi channel to date Thanks for joining us If you'd like to leave a comment You can do that on our website EurekaRewatch.com On our Facebook page Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Let's get going. Here's Doug with the Google Synopsis. Season 1, Episode 9, Primal. Taggart has nanoids that can heal wounds almost instantly. While Fargo invented the mental mouse, a device that links the human brain to a mainframe computer. When these two brilliant inventions interact, Eureka braces for the cataclysmic outcome. Written by creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Teleplay by Martin Weiss and Johanna Stokes. Story by Carl Schaefer and Martin Weiss. Directed by Colin Buxey. Original air date, September 12, 2006. Thank you, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm back with my co-host, Kim, for Episode 9, Primal. Hi, Kim. Hi. How you doing? Doing okay today. Okay, that's good. So, Episode 9 starts out with divorce papers being served. So, we have divorce, we have the nanoids, and we seem to be dealing with a lot of Nathan's emotions that don't really show Well, it does show on the screen. On the screen, yeah. And that kind of shows you that. He looks like he's an emotionless stone face all the time. And while he's sitting there with that stone face, all these, you could see on the screen, all his emotions, that he just never shows. Right. It was kind of enlightening to see that. Because you never see him get upset. You never see him get angry, really, or happy or anything. Right. He just seems to have the same demeanor all the time. But then you have this computer screen behind him that's showing anger, even when he's sitting there perfectly still, showing anger, showing jealousy. And in the end, his emotions might have caused the problems that they're having with the nanoids, but they also help to solve the problems that they're having with the nanoids. Right. Anyway, this episode begins with Lojack the dog, who we've seen a few times already. Apparently was hit by a car because we know Lojack likes to play in the road from the pilot episode. Yep. <laughs> and they took him to Taggart, who apparently is a vet, as well as, the, uh, what do they call him? Oh, Taggart? Yeah. He's a veterinarian. Well, I mean, because he's he not really, is he technically a vet? Because then they said because he's always studying animals. Right. Right. I don't know that he's technically a vet, and I don't know if they actually said he was a vet. Or maybe they did say that, and they said whatever he, that other job he does, which I can't remember the big title, was a hobby. Right. Taggart's your world-renowned vet. Graduated magna from the University of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a cryptozoologist. The study of unknown species is more of a hobby. Which means he knows more about animals than any normal vet. It means he knows more about pretend animals. But he heals the dog with these nanoids, which we saw... I think it was the last episode when Fargo had to do a meeting for Nathan in front of the computer with four people, and Mm -hmm. he was showing them nanoid technology. Uh, There was a pen, and then the nanoids created another identical pen. Oh, okay. So we have seen them before, only briefly. But in this episode, they wreak havoc. After they take Lojack to Taggart, 
we see Allison giving Nathan divorce papers. And I kind of wasn't a fan of the way that was done. Mm. That, mm. You know, he wasn't expecting it. They didn't talk about it. He just, she just handed him an envelope. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. like he was kind of blindsided. And then I was thinking he knew they were coming. He didn't seem to. Yeah, he seemed... Uh-huh. I mean, they've been separated for a while, so obviously that's the next step. But I think in his head, he had always planned that they would get back together. I mean, there's always hope. Yeah. And then maybe she just killed that hope. Yeah, that was it. She She killed his hope. But they hadn't discussed it or anything. It's just she walked in with an envelope with divorce papers. And it almost seemed like she was expecting some kind of reaction for him. Like, this is the only way she was going to get a reaction about maybe he didn't want to get a divorce. Right. But, of course, when you blindside somebody like that, and especially somebody like Nathan who doesn't show his emotions all that readily, you know, she didn't get the reaction she was looking for. Yeah. Well, I think that's because he had the thing on his neck. I think that's when they found out. Didn't just before or after? Wait a minute. No. I'm sorry. I'm confused now. I'm trying, it was after the fact. I'm trying to think if he had that on his neck already. I he didn't have it on his neck already. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Because the guy asked him to get a check, the one that the tech that was miss, missing. Right. He said something about that and came up with some little corny joke. Right, right. And so there was a glitch in the system. Right, you're right. But I don't know if he would have reacted that way anyway. Maybe not. Maybe it was a glitch in the system. Right, I think he was part of the glitch. That's what I'm thinking. When I rewatched it, I'm thinking it, it could have been he was part of the glitch. Maybe. Or, or and he was, uh, was the Fargo? Yes. Was telling him it's going to take a moment for his brain, you know, for this stuff to get used to his, you know, Used right. to him, right? And then it, it seemed like at one point when it started, looked like the the board was starting to get used to them. All of a sudden, there's a glitch in the system. Yeah, and that could be. That could be because I just always assume that being the way he is, he would have reacted that way. But you know what? Maybe he would have wanted to talk about it. Mm. He might have not gotten emotional in front of her. But I think I think you're right now that yeah. Now that we're saying that, I think. He probably would have reacted without emotion, but he would have asked to talk about it. Although he seemed to think something was going on with Carter. Right. Who knows? But you're right, because right after that, the computer tech came and said there was a glitch in the system. When she did hand him the papers, he did say something about Carter, and she said no. Right. I think at one point he thinks it's always him. He does, yeah. And then at that point, you could see the computer screen of anger and jealousy was lit up. Yep. So, yeah, definitely his implant and his emotions about what's happening that day and the glitch in the systems caused the problem with the nanoids Mm -hmm. who escaped from Taggart's office as he's giving this big, long speech about paying attention to detail. (laughs) he doesn't put the cover on the nanoids, and they escape through the vents and kill Larry, the computer tech. We don't know that yet, but you see yeah. Larry's getting attacked. And, of course, Carter has to go in to look for Larry because they just know Larry's missing. And apparently these nanoids could take the shape of anybody or anything. Once they figure out that it's nanoids, because they, at first they don't know, they have no idea. But Taggart said they're in a, a sleep state, so they shouldn't be able to do all this. 
this has to have something to do with the glitch in the system and the implant and Nathan that's right. all working yeah. together to cause this big chaotic mess that's happening. Yeah. When Carter finally does figure out that it's the nanoid, they have to figure out what to do. And they talk to Nathan, and he's ready to pull the implant out, except that they're still stuck with all these Nathans walking around. Right, yeah. Who are trying to shut down the field that's over Global Dynamic. Uh, Taggart sees Lojack again in another area of the building. So they could pretty much turn into anything. They turned into Larry, and Larry almost attacked Nathan until... Was it Carter that shot him? I can't remember. It yeah. was, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to figure out how to stop these things. Somebody said something about a noise to... Oh, Taggart did. He said something about getting a loud noise to disrupt their communication with each other. So Carter remembers that there was a dance being prepared for at the town hall and Zoe was there with Spencer who had this extremely loud speaker Del, check out the subwoofer on this bad boy Why that little thing? Hey, bigger isn't necessarily better Yeah, you keep telling yourself that The next sound you'll hear is me blowing your mind So their plan was to get all the Nathans down to the town hall but they have to figure out how to do that I don't know how they come up with the idea that it's Nathan's emotions. Well, let me jump to one spot before they became multiple Nathan. Uh-huh. Remember when Nathan and Allison was in the office? Right. His other emotions did creep in on him because then he starts to kiss her. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we didn't see it on the I don't think it was seen it on the screen. But we see in the kiss that she was kind of taken aback by it. Right. And kind of surprised because at one point... When she first came into the divorce paper, it was kind of like you said, well, we didn't see it, but the screen saw it. Right. This one, he was actually feeling it and giving his emotion. That might have been the point where she said, hmm, maybe that's the right thing to do. Right. Well, that wasn't the real him, though. Right, but she don't know that yet. Right, right, right. She doesn't know that yet, and I think it's Carter again comes in and realizes this isn't the real Nathan and shoots him, too. It shoots him, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, when you think about it, though, you still have a part of that person with you. Even with a heart transfusion, Mm -hmm. sometimes they say people will pick up a certain thing from the person who had the heart first. You never like cheese. Then all of a sudden you start liking cheese. Yeah, I think the fake Nathans all share Mm -hmm. Nathan's emotions, although the real Nathan wouldn't have gone that far. Right. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think they all share his emotions. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not the real Nathan, she knows that there is some emotion for her. Yeah. Even though he didn't show it earlier. Right. Yeah. But I don't remember how they decided that in order to get the Nathans down to the town hall, they'd have to make him angry or make him show his emotion. I don't remember how they figured that out. But they did. Well, they're at the town hall now. Right. So I'm trying to... What makes him angry is... They start playing music, and Carter starts to dance with Allison. Right. That's before all the other Nathans got there. And Carter first starts yelling at him, but that doesn't help. So he has Spencer put the music on, and he dances with Allison. And then he kisses her for, like, ten minutes. And and finally, all the Nathans show up, and then they lose control and start attacking everyone. And when they got to the point where Carter thought it was time, he had Spencer turn that music on. Mm-hmm. And that just blew him apart. But in order for that to happen, they had to get him there, and they had to get Nathan upset so the other Nathans would come to the town hall in order for them yes. to blow him up. That's right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that worked. But the funny thing is, the episode started with Allison asking for a divorce, and by the end, it seems like they're going to get back together. 
Right. I don't know. You thought when Carter was kissing her that that would turn a corner on their relationship, but it turned out that worked in reverse, and it almost looks like they're going to get back together. Right. Or they're thinking about getting back together. And it was nice that Zoe said that, you know, it's time for him to start dating. I guess he was concerned that she wouldn't want him to date. Right. Which I'm not sure why, because a couple episodes ago she was betting with Vincent on who he was going to be dating. But I guess it bothered her a little bit, but she said she knows that he and her mother aren't going to get back together. There's nothing to worry about. I'm not worried. I'm, I mean, I'm not happy either, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's time. It's not like you and mom are going to get back together. Just don't ever make out in front of me again. Nice. <laughs> that was kind of a nice little scene there. There wasn't okay. a lot going on in this episode except for the nanoids. So we thought there was going to be a relationship between Carter and Allison, and it turns out the relationship's probably going to be between Allison and Nathan. And we find there's a relationship <laughs> developing between Joe and Taggart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you don't like that? Or you... no, <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I, don't, I didn't like I, that either, but. I didn't like it. I was hoping for, um, is it Spencer? No, wait a minute. Which one's the little nerd with the glasses? Fargo. Fargo. I was hoping Fargo and yeah. her. Fargo and Joe. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that this is kind of about mending relationships and emotions. Like I said, emotions sort of caused all this problem, and emotions kind of solved it towards the end. You know, and Carter and Zoe seem to be in a much better place than they yeah. were. Yeah, they seem to be getting along and talking about things. Well, I think, too, she's not getting in any trouble. Right. There's always something going on. There's something for her to do. Right. You know, helping and learning. So I think that's part of the thing, too. She's getting used to her environment. Right. And I also think that she's getting more of his attention than she did before they moved there. So she's not going out of her way to do things to get his attention. Right. Yeah. So things seem to be settling down for her. And otherwise, there wasn't a lot going on in this episode. Usually there's all kind of, there's B plots and C plots and... There kind of was, but there really wasn't. It was just one theme all the way through. Get rid yeah. of the nanoids, and they did. So I don't know if you have anything else to talk about for this episode, because I really don't. No, there's not really much. It was just kind of nice how everything turned out, though. Even now looking at the sky, how he made the fireworks above in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. You know, so some of the effects are really good in this show. Yes. So there's certain things that I do like, I'm, you know... It makes you go, sometimes go, wow. Yeah. Something simple, but it's it's happening. And that's when, yeah, here they are, they're dancing. Yeah, that makes me mad, too. <laughs> I just don't like Allison with Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't really either. I mean, like I said, I always like the character, but that doesn't mean I want them together. Yeah, they're right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's, like I said, and it's kind of weird with Joe and Texas. Part of me is just not feeling that either. Yeah, I guess if you really look at it, she's so into guns and, and that kind of stuff. And he is kind of, too. He always has some kind of gadget. You know, even in the last episode, I think it was the last episode, where they found a body in the woods and Taggart just pops up out of the woods again. 
in full mm. gear and glasses. And she says to him, so you're just driving by wearing full camo camis and night vision goggles? And he says, mm. yeah. And she goes, nice. Like, she likes that about him. So yeah. I guess I guess they have stuff in common. It's just the age. I guess the age difference bothers me. And I think, and it's not so much. I think. I mean, not I think he just had a different, maybe a different look. Yeah, or maybe. I guess I'm being a little biased there. No, if he wasn't so weird, he's just weird. Right. It's. I don't yeah. even think it's his look. I think it's his. We- he's so weird. Yeah. One episode when I look at it, he reminds me of is a Marty. Morty, that cartoon show that's on Cartoon Network. I think Marty, I, I think I know who you mean, I, and I don't, I don't know the name, but I, I'm. He's got the little kid. It's his uncle. I think I know what you're talking about, but. And at one point, he reminded me of him with the lab coat on or something. Oh, okay. You know, that's what he reminds me of, and I guess it's just kind of weird to see him with it, but yeah, you know, I understand the concept. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think you're being biased. He's just weird. He's just yeah. weird. <laughs> and it's, he's, you know, it could be him playing a totally different character, and if he wasn't weird, you, we probably wouldn't think much of it. Well, but, if it was Tom Selleck, mm, different story. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if Tom Selleck was that weird, it might be a different story. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, is there anything else you noticed or wanted to talk about in this episode? No, that was about it. All right. So, we'll be back next week with episode 10, Purple Haze. So, we'll say goodbye for now. Bye, Kim. Bye. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season one, episode 10, Purple Haze. I like purple. See you <laughs> soon. Goodbye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, yeah, that can't be good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. <laughs>